Hey, it's Cole. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week and every year we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. That was a uh, fun twist. Well, you know, it's the first uh, Entrepreneur Podcast of 2022. And this week we're going to talk about five rhythms to practice this year. We talking about paradiddles or... Yeah, if you're a drummer, I mean, paradiddle is a great rhythm to practice. That that would be the sixth for any drummer who's listening today. All right, so six rhythms to practice in 2022. If you're a drummer. If you're a drummer. Otherwise, the, the following five are more applicable to all creative people in all fields. Well, let's get into it. Okay, so, I mean, it feels like I shouldn't even say it at this point, but I think we still need to say it. Number one, create consistently. Yeah, this is a big one. Definitely a big one, especially December, November, you know, I feel like from Thanksgiving to New Year's just can be a pit of not creating anything. Well, we'll replay this episode in November and December of 2022, and I guess people can hear you talk about that, but we're now in January, and so um, I want to talk about a few of the things that happen when we create consistently, why it's a good thing to do, why it's a great practice. First of all, It helps us develop our voice. I think this is one of the biggest things artists struggle with is like, what do I even want to say and why am I saying it? But I think it is at the heart of who we are as artists so that we're not making just things that reflect everybody else's opinions or things that are just marked by what every other artist is talking about or saying or doing right now. Like developing your own voice is one of the only things that we have as artists to offer that is unique to who we are. So I think that's one of the really beautiful parts of creating consistently. Another great thing that happens when we create consistently is it allows us to hone our craft yeah, that reminds, that reminds me of the story about the uh, pottery professor. I think you know the one <laughs> where... Um, the old pottery professor story, huh? Oh, yeah. It's a cla- it's an entrepreneur classic. I'm sure I've told it. Um, well, I can't wait to hear it again. But no, it's the professor who had two classes and one, he made their final project to make like the best piece of pottery they could. Um, you know, he assigned at the beginning of the semester. I'm going to stop you right here and say, I don't think you've ever told this story, but I'm excited to see where Wait, it goes. Wait, really? Yeah. I feel like I have. This two, is, two classes. This is one, one I of keep them in the back pocket. Says, make your art, make, make your the pottery best the best. piece of pottery that you can over yep. the semester. And then the other class, he said, every week you're going to make a new pot or a new piece of pottery. Yeah. And um, so this isn't the final project. This is the project for the semester. This is the project, yeah. Okay. And the class that makes a piece every single week actually by the end of the semester was making, you know, consistently fantastic pieces. Yeah. Whereas the first class, you know, their thing they submitted was not as good, Mm. which is interesting, you know? And I actually think that goes to both of the things that we've already talked about in, in this idea of creating consistently, because not only were those people honing their craft and learning to make pottery well, they were also giving themselves multiple opportunities to figure out what kind of pottery they wanted to make. Exactly. Mm. Another thing creating consistently does, and I guess we could have just made this first one an entire episode, but anyway, uh, is it helps us develop discipline. One of the beautiful things about creating consistently is that it just hones this muscle inside of us that is called discipline. And the more we work it out, honestly, the easier it is to do the work. Yeah, and the more that creating becomes a habit for you the more likely you are to just stick to it so 
And then another thing that happens as we create consistently is experiencing a deeper level of connection to our art. It, I, I think there's this like surface level idea of being an artist or being someone who makes things. And it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I make things. But when we go into a consistent process of making stuff and developing our voice and becoming good at it and having this disciplined relationship with our art, honestly, it creates a deeper connection. I'd say it's like the difference between hiring a prostitute every week and having a long-term relationship. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, bad, bad analogy. I just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, sex is fun, right? But intimacy is deeper. Truly, truly, (laughs) literally, and interesting. Are you uncomfortable with this metaphor? Uh, Or it's not even a metaphor. Honestly, it's a parallel. I think. Yeah. No, I'm not uncomfortable with it. It just caught me off guard. I didn't think you were going to say that as your example. Well, the next rhythm to develop in 2022: expect the unexpected. (laughs) No, just kidding. That's not what it is. No. Number two is listening to your audience. Okay, I think it's important to make something clear. When we're talking about listening to our audience, it's not about us making things because people want to make them. I know that there are so many of us as artists who already struggle with putting things out and whether or not people are going to like it or not like it. That is not what we're talking about here. There's a bigger idea when we talk about listening to our audience. Yeah, and when you do listen to your audience in that sense of what you're talking about on specific things... That is a great way to get pulled into 50 different directions and end up going nowhere. Yeah. Because you're always trying to shift and change and, you know, do something different to please this one person who told you what they think. Yeah. So when, when we talk about listening to our audience, what we're talking about is like perceiving and understanding how people are responding to what we're making and what we're saying. I think there's something really special in the relationship between artists and their audience. And I think it's actually really meaningful when we as people who make things notice that relationship care about it and cultivate it so it's not like listen to what everybody in the world is saying and make what they tell you to make on the contrary make things put it out into the world and see what people are connecting to in what you're saying and how they're interacting with the things that you're making. Because I think that helps develop that relationship. It becomes a two-way street. We're not just putting out propaganda for people to like receive and listen to and be robotic about. We're helping develop a relationship and building a conversation. Yeah, and I think that two-way street can be really important. And building a relationship with your audience, I, I kind of have an example of when someone didn't do that. Mm. And it kind of left a weird vibe to me. Uh, there was this artist that I found on Spotify and I got really into their music and I had put on Twitter like, oh, I really am enjoying this person's music. And then a friend of mine chimed in and replied and that artist was tagged in all these tweets. We're going back and forth about how much we like it. And they were one of those artists that's bigger on Spotify than on anywhere else, you know, like they're in playlists and stuff. So, you know, they saw it in their Mm -hmm. notifications when people are having a conversation about it and they didn't bother to like say thanks or hit like or anything, which, you know, that kind of sounds... And we're not talking about like Justin Bieber. No, it's someone with like 5,000 followers type thing. Yeah. And that's not to sound like entitled, but, you know, when someone shows appreciation for your music or your art... 
having that relationship with your fans to say, hey, thanks, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Even if it takes five seconds, that can really be something that people value and hold on to. For sure. Funny you should mention that uh, because the next thing that we can embrace, the next rhythm we can embrace in 2022 is to accept reality so that we can be intentional. And so um, how does this tie to accepting reality? That it is, it is actually a reality that there are tons of platforms, whether it's TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or any other platform where we can create uh, content. We can create content that's specific to those platforms. And it is true that doing that helps you engage an audience. Now, that being said, we have to accept that as a reality and then we can be intentional. Maybe you want to accept that reality and say, you know what, that's not for me and I'm willing to accept the repercussions of not engaging in those conversations. Or you could say, you know what, I'm accepting the reality that it's helpful to have uh, content up on social media platforms, but I'm just going to engage with one of them or two of them. I think the thing that is difficult for artists is to say, you know what, I don't. I just want to make my art and I don't want to participate in this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, it's unfair and I don't like it. Like, it's pretty regular I see artists make that complaint and it's totally fine if you don't like it. I'm not telling you to like it. But I do think it's important for us to acknowledge that these things aren't things that we have to do. These are platforms that have been made available to us. And for the first time in the history of humanity, we as artists have access to a ton of people. That doesn't mean that you have to participate in it, but just accept it as a reality. And if you choose on or out of into or out of any of those platforms, that's okay. Just do it as an intentional choice, not as a reaction to or something you're frustrated about. Just exist. Yeah, and I think part of the creative process can be coming up with interesting ways to deal with those problems that you have. So take it as a challenge. How can I hack into you know, this platform? Not hack into, literally like a hacker, but you know, how can I help grow my career in a creative way? What can I make that people are going to find interesting. So when they do come across it on these platforms, they want to check out my art. Yeah. I think sometimes we as artists forget that everybody who has an idea, everybody who wants to start something has to do things that are adjacent to the thing they actually want to be doing in order to be able to do the thing they want to do. For instance, Somebody who wants to open a restaurant, ultimately they want to, I hope, make good food for people to enjoy. But when they're opening a restaurant, they have to think about internet and they have to think about equipment and they have to pay power bills and they have to hire staff. And it's like, I can assure you that if a culinary master is opening a restaurant, those are not the things they want to be doing. Those are not the reasons they are doing it. But they recognize and accept the fact that in order to engage people with culinary delights, they have to have a place that people can come into. They have to have a place where people can sit. They have to have all the equipment to cook the food. They have to have point of sale. And there's a lot of logistics that surround that that are needed in order to achieve the objective they're setting out to achieve. That is no different for an artist. Yeah. That is no different for anybody. And you really 
have to contextualize a lot of this stuff too because what a lot of people don't realize is before the internet and especially before radio mm-hmm. was a big medium artists would literally tour for yeah. free to promote their records wow so whenever you complain about oh i had to make five tiktoks yeah to promote my single <laughs> it's like you know someone like Jimi hendrix would literally pack up in a van and they would go play a whole tour without getting paid for any of it to promote the record that they made. And that money from the record sales was what funded their career. Wow. So, you know, they were doing that all just to promote their music. Wow. So that's kind of wild to think about compared to now. Oh, I have to make a music video, cut it into reels, Mm -hmm. cut it into TikToks, you know, (laughs) could be worse. It could be worse. That is never a justification to do anything. Right. But you're right. It could be. Uh, Number four, fourth rhythm to put into practice in 2022, plan times of regular focus. Literally, we're sitting here recording this podcast and my messages app is open and text messages are coming in about things that I need to literally, literally, as I said that, another text (laughs) message came in about things I need to tend to, things I need to think through, questions people are asking me that need answers. Um, And it is so, so tempting for us to set up our lives so that we are accessible all the time. And if that's not the life we're setting up for ourselves where we're accessible all the time, we are setting up sometimes a life for ourselves where we give ourselves permission to always be distracted by hopping on social media or scrolling through things or watching things or whatever it might be planning times of regular focus allows us to slow down take a breath be present and ultimately control and own our own time yeah and i think that the iphone uh notification silencing thing where when you text someone and it says cole has notification silenced that right there i think is something that's been lacking for a long time yeah because it's nice to to see that yeah and go okay yeah they'll get to me when they can and it really does give you permission uh as the recipient of a text to get to it when it's you know a good time to actually do that because sometimes a text will send you down a rabbit hole where it's an hour later and you're like what am i even where am i how did i get here yeah so that is nice uh a nice change and i hope that we get more things like that on these apps that suck up so much of our time last thing rhythm last rhythm to practice in 2022 embrace everything as an offer and as we all know the last two years have been difficult we've all encountered a lot of really tough things um, and when we encounter tough things those things can either stop us or they can alter our direction Uh, Or they can accelerate us in the direction that we are already moving. And I think we always have the option of what to do given any circumstance. And honestly, for me, one of the things that I've discovered over time is that some of the most uh, meaningful or successful endeavors I've engaged in have been the result of disappointment. Uh, They have been the result of things not going the way I wanted them to go in the moment. And then I had to shift my focus or change direction or come up with something totally different or move in a different direction 
And then something was born out of that that was even better than what I was doing or hoping for in the first place. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think over the next couple of months, we're going to see a lot of people come forward with stories like that where I had to change my whole plan because of how everything's been going since 2020. And it really kind of increases the pressure on people to come up with amazing ways to, to create art and to come up with new ways to distribute it and new ways to get it in front of people. So yeah, I think it'll be actually kind of cool to see in a roundabout way. The We just, this weekend, this coming weekend, we'll have our last weekend for an event that we put on called Dazzling Nights. It's a big kind of artistic holiday light experience. We had one this year in Orlando. We had one in Jacksonville. Um, and I mean, between the two of those, there were like 80,000 people who came to those two events and engaged with those and had meaningful experiences with people they love. And it was like really beautiful to see that was born out of one of the things that we did, which is create dazzling nights in 2020 as the result of the capacity that was opened up for us for having to cancel other events. But even the concept for dazzling nights came from us pitching something to a request for proposals where a bunch of companies came together, not came together, competed for a bid for a particular project. And we developed this concept. We lost that bid. That bid would have been okay, but it would have been like legitimately between last year and this year's revenue that we were able to generate from that, like one twentieth of the revenue. And so this thing that we just hosted 80,000 people at was born from losing a bid that I really wanted us to get. Yeah, I remember how upset you were when we didn't uh, get it. Yeah. And so it's been cool to see it kind of turn into a positive. For sure. For sure. Okay, five rhythms to practice in 2022. A summary. Create consistently. Listen to your audience. Accept reality so you can be intentional. Plan times a regular focus. Embrace everything as an offer. And, and of number, course, number six for the drummers, do the paradiddles, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, right. And lastly, number seven, uh, listen to the entrepreneur podcast weekly and follow us on Instagram. Number eight. Great. We got your, your cut out for you. Perfect. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week and next year. No, this year. I mean, in 2023. Year, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. When we have five all new rhythms. Great. Okay. See you.